welcome to five minutes. We're in Acts chapter 24. Uh, the context of Acts chapter 24 is Paul's been under arrest. He's placed under arrest um, and mostly for his protection because a riot started when he was in Jerusalem because he went to the temple and he brought some of his friends there. Uh, and then somebody saw him and or some Jews saw him. They couldn't stand him. Um, and they were talking about how he preached against their way. But he also, and this was, I guess, was the kicker. He brought some Greeks into the temple. And so this riot started and the commander of the Roman army or of a, a an, a group of soldiers came in, rushed him out, and then placed him under house, pretty much arrest, not house arrest, but under arrest, placed him in the barracks to protect him. Um, and then fast forward, he's now, he's been brought before the governor in Caesarea because uh, some Jewish uh religious zealots for the for the Jewish people had said that, hey, we're going to make this vow that we won't eat or drink until we kill Paul. And word got back to Paul, so he requested if he go to, could go to Caesarea. He's standing before Felix, the governor, and he's explaining that he's blame, he's explaining what's happening. He's explaining his side of the story because Ananias and uh, some of the other religious leaders had come to make their accusation against Paul because they wanted him dead, but they had to do it in such a way that Rome would actually back their play. So when, when Paul explains his part, Felix is sitting there going, I don't really hear anything that's worthy of death, but Felix wanted to continue to hear from him. Now, part of it he wanted to hear from Paul was because he wanted Paul to give him money, kind of a bribe. But he kept coming to Paul asking him, and this is where we pick up in chapter 24, uh, chapter 24, verse 25. I think it's verse 25. Yeah, verse 25, it says this. Uh, it says, let me find verse 25. Now as, this, now, as he spoke about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come, Felix became afraid and replied, leave for now, but when I have an opportunity, I'll call for you. Now, what made Felix afraid? Now, you saw the topics that he brought up, but look above that in verse 24. It says, several days later, when Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, who was Jewish, he sent for Paul and listened to him on the subject of faith in Christ Jesus. So when he asked the question about, hey, what's it mean to have faith in Christ Jesus or something along those lines, in verse 25, Felix's response to Paul was fear because Paul brought up the topics of righteousness, self-control, and judgment. And it says that, and it says that Felix became afraid. This was this morning's reading for me as I spent time with the Lord in this passage, and it hit me. Felix was afraid when he asked about what it meant to have faith in Christ Jesus. What Paul brought up, I don't know that it's the norm that would have been brought up today. And I wonder if we're doing a huge disservice. See, I don't think that every message should be fire and brimstone and just wrath. And fire and brimstone isn't usually the direction I go when I preach either. But I do believe I'm supposed to teach the whole topics of God, all of them. And within this faith in Jesus Christ, there is more than just the fact that God loves us. And it's so true. God loves us and desires to show mercy and grace toward us. It's his desire but we also have to come back to the idea, we have to understand that I'm a sinner saved by the grace of God, that I'm called uh, into a righteous relationship with God. I'm called into righteousness before God because of Jesus's work, not because of anything good that I've done, but because of everything great that he's done. So when you look at what Paul brings up, hey, this faith in Jesus, and he brings up the topics such as righteousness, self-control, and judgment, Felix was afraid. When you look in 1 Thessalonians, I think it's 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, the very, uh, I think it's around verse 10 or verse 11, Paul is writing about the fact that we have been rescued from the coming wrath, like Jesus has rescued us from the coming wrath. Well, that's the coming wrath of God. 
And yet I don't feel like that's shared a lot. And we followers of Jesus, whether you get to teach or not or preach, we're all called to go make disciples. We're all called to go make sure that people hear about Jesus. But I wonder, what is it that we're telling them? If all that we're telling them is that God loves them and has a plan for their life, and that's true, but that's it. That doesn't, ex- that doesn't explain why it is that Jesus had to die, that Jesus had to take the wrath of God. It doesn't explain anything behind why Jesus went through all of that. All it tells us is that God loves you. God has a plan for your life. It doesn't call us to repentance. It doesn't call us to a life of righteousness. It doesn't tell us about judgment that's that's to come. And I don't think we can just throw out a, a two-second or a ten-second explanation of faith in Christ. There are times where we just need to throw out the quick, we got a minute to kind of explain faith. And I think that's where we need to work it out and try to figure out, this is what I would say. But in those times when people keep coming to, back to ask us questions, it may just be a friend or a coworker who's coming back to ask you questions. We, first, we need to be prepared so we can actually answer the questions based upon what the scriptures teach. But two, we need to make sure we're trying to explain the whole story because when you tell the whole story, the grace of God, the mercy of God is actually exalted and elevated because of how incredible the story of the gospel, this good news actually is. And so if a non-believing governor, a Roman official, is brought to a place of fear because Paul explains to him faith in Christ Jesus. I wonder how often and why it is that we kind of walk away or people walk away after hearing about faith in Christ Jesus today, that there's no fear. And see, I'm not saying that we should live in this constant state of terror, but I do know that there, the Bible, it, it doesn't, it's not all soft. It's not like sitting on a pillow. That there is a lot of stuff in there that's very direct, but it's so good and it's so filled with the mysteries of God and the love of God, the compassion of God, the forgiveness of God, the wrath of God, the justice of God. And we want to make sure that we're conveying the whole story so that the gospel is still the good news. That hit me this morning and I want to make sure I'm faithful. I want to make sure that I apply that to my life and how I live my life before God, empowered by his Holy Spirit in intimate relationship with Jesus, as well as when I'm sharing with others, I want to share the whole story so that they too can come to a place of being blown away by God, even if at some part they're afraid. But even Jesus, when we become afraid, says, no, 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 don't be afraid. To hear God is for us and not against us, he tells us don't be afraid. But the truth that comes from scriptures may bring thoughts of fear every once in a while. So I just want to encourage us, let's stick to the book, let's be people of the book, and let's really relish in the joy and the beauty of the gospel from cover to cover, from Genesis to Revelation. What does it look look like to have faith in Jesus? May we know the story so we can tell others the story. And when fear might sit in, we introduce them and we invite them into what this grace-filled, mercy-flooding, love-driven relationship with God actually looks like. Love you guys more than you know. Hope you have a great rest of your day. We'll see you.